When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you know what comes immediately after Ask Slee, right? Yes. What? Which is? No idea. Bonus Ask Slee. You ready? Oh, yeah, here, yeah, yeah. Here, here, comes, here comes one more. This is from Yak Yanuar. If, Yak, if I got that wrong, sorry, uh, sorry if I did it. Hashtag Ask Slee. When it's time to plan your wedding, who are you most likely to hire? DJ Taylor, Travis's Taco Truck, or the Hebel Tiki Bar? It's a really good question. It's, it's yeah, a great play violin question. too. Um, oh, you could so you could do like the the jams and you could do like the romantic parts, Taylor. Right? Yeah, the professional. Yeah. I've Taylor, can you play? Uh, how's your expertise in Middle Eastern music? <laughs> Any anything you could do on that front, just for those who, um, you know, they want some traditional music. A lot of violin in uh, Middle Eastern music. Not really. Not really much violin. Um, Emily, I have a feeling every liquor that I could think of. Will probably be there if I pick you. Correct. I think you're right. Accurate. Yep. Yeah. Travis, the taco truck. I'm going Emily with. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm turning Score. on this one. Who was? Who was the guy yesterday that we were worried about? John. John? Forget John, bro. We got this. Is so much more important. I'm going with Emily and the liquor. <laughs> you'd have to put party. it. In the, you'd have to put it in the parking lot because apparently they build it in places where it's not supposed to be. Like so you would, parking lot. You couldn't do it in the reception hall That's or wherever awesome. wherever it is you do it. You'd have to do it like it's like on the, the pregame street. or the postgame. So it's like you have the actual go ceremony. Go to P2. If you want to drink, <laughs> go to P2. <laughs> you get some cones and just put it in the middle of the street. Just, you know, that, that's where it belongs, apparently. Oh, that's, how, that's, uh, that's how we do it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of tiki bars and hanging out, what do you got going this weekend? Anything good? So they do a little double action. So Lakers Friday, a uh, game today, and then another game tomorrow. I forgot they're still so alive. I, I thought that they were done. Still I going, thought that buddy. they were out. <laughs> by the way, can I, can I throw this out there? I sent sure. this to you guys. Did you guys watch that video of Russ? I did. In the Timberwolves game? Yeah, it's just I got tagged into another video. This was I think last night in Toronto. They flew to Toronto yesterday. Again, another fan. For those who don't know, obviously, what was it two weeks ago that Russell Westbrook basically opened up to the media and said, "Hey, um, enough of this. People are calling me Westbrick. This is my family's name. My mom, my uh, my wife is talking about his kids. Everything else." I just say this, Trav. I really, really, really hope that Russell Westbrook um, just starts ignoring all of that. Bro, people are going, especially when you point it out, when you go out of your way to say, I- I'm, I'm going to nip that one in the, you know, whatever he said, right? He was talking about how the moment it happens, he's going to address it. Westbrook, don't worry about that. By the way, you're only opening yourself up to more people wanting to come at you to see if they can get under your skin. Why are we seeing videos of Westbrook addressing these idiots? Don't don't address them. These are, by the way, when I say idiots, these are fans. They're going to say whatever the hell they want as long as they're not saying anything personal. I know he takes that personal. Not not good look for him, especially when you you go look on the basketball floor of what he's doing. The timing of it is awful. Okay, couple of so you you've heard me say this before. Two things that are opposite can be true at the exact same time. 
this is one of these times. I agree with what you're saying. I, I kind of want to set the scene of what the video is. It's during pregame. Russ is warming up. He's taking some shots, and there's a fan who's very close to the court who starts yelling at him, hey, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, you're my guy. You're my guy. Westbrook, you're my guy. And Russell turns around and looks at him and kind of gives him a, a look, and then the guy says it again. Hey, Westbrook, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Westbrook starts walking towards him and says, yep. what did you call me? And he folds his cards and Ex- says, and he, and I he love abs- you. He goes, I lo- Westbrook. I said, Westbrook, I love you. And he kind of and, – and Russ gives him that look like, yeah, that's what I thought, and turns around and walks away. Al, everything you said is true. Everything you said about he's been in the NBA a long time, he's been a professional athlete for a long time, that that is getting under his skin to that degree is unnecessary. It, it's not It's not a super derogatory taunt. It's it's stupid, but it's not a big deal, right? It's one of those things that dumb fans are going to yell at. Especially, and I would think, especially when you say it bothers you. C- c- completely agree. And and he should have much bigger things on his mind than addressing some knucklehead fan. Okay, I, I, I get that. The other part that's kind of okay with me on it that, that I don't hate that Russ did it is he's like, you know what, if you're going to give me a hard time, I'm going to make you look like the biggest punk in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you think that you have a free pass to call me things, and I get it. It's not the end of the world what he's saying. But the second I turn around and say, what, you're going to back down like a little you-know-what, I'm okay with that. Like you, you think you can abuse me without repercussion. I'm going to make you look like a punk by turning around because everyone's seen you just absolutely crater the second russell westbrook turned into a human being and was like mm-hmm. giving him a little bit of menace he shut it down like that and, well, I, I, and i'm okay with that can i can i let, let me you don't want to put yourself in a position where anything can happen and you, you have an idiot also true you have an idiot out there who look the, these this is not going to go away Russell Westbrook's having one of those seasons. You're playing for the Los Angeles yeah, Lakers. But how many times can can people think they get to call you a name before you're like, you know what? I don't disagree with gonna, you. I'm not just going to sit here and pretend like I'm an animal in the zoo and you can yell things at me. I'm a person. I don't like this. And the second I tell you I don't like it, you're going to back down like a little coward. I'm okay well, because with that. that that's why that's why the dude is doing it because he knows he's No, he thought Russell Westbrook wouldn't say anything. He thought he could get away with it to be funny for his buddies. He'd have a yep. video and instead he looks like a punk. Okay, so what is what is Westbrook accomplishing by doing that? Let me let me give you another example here. Let's say that happens again to, in tonight in Toronto mm-hmm. or tomorrow when you're against the Wizards or coming up in Cleveland, some of these games that they got coming up. You really want to put yourself in that position? No, you never know you, what can happen. I you never I, know what can happen. You're you know, right, and I don't why, want escalation. But why I, you, address you can, all these clowns? There's no, you, there's no reason to address I, any of them. You're, you're right, but occasionally there comes a point where you're like, you know what? This guy is a little twerp. He thinks he's safe because I'm not going to say anything back. His buddies are sitting over there, and you know what? I'm going to humiliate this guy because I'm not taking it anymore. I get it. I By the way, it. they all do that. That other video in this one against. Uh, I'll show. I'll, I'll share it with you guys. It, it, somebody hit me on Twitter. That it's, it's something very similar. Looks like Russ is getting into you know an SUV, and some guy is basically calling him a bum. However, he's calling him, and then uh, Russ approaches him, and all of a sudden his tone changes. No, no, I love you. You're the best. Right. Listen, that, that's. Don't be surprised like a, by that. You look don't, like a coward. You look yeah, like a you recorded punk. it yourself too. Like yeah. he had his video ready to go. But, You're but here's asking to get tweets. Nobody questions that. I agree with you guys. They do look like punks. They do look like idiots. They look like all that. My concern is, what if Russ gets himself into a situation, if, if nobody else is addressing these clowns 
I just want to see Russ put himself in a position where you never know what can happen. That's I, the only I, thing that I'm saying. Your your way is the better way. I'm not arguing that. You, you're right. The better way is to pretend you don't hear it and just keep it moving. You're right. But these cowards are counting on that. They're counting on you not wanting to escalate, not calling him out, not confronting That guy, the, first of all, the look on The Russell more you Westbrook's address face, it, by the way, or the, I, I, the more you do I it, disagree. I think the more it's going to be in, in front I, of his face. I, I don't disagree with you. I think you're right. But if every day somebody's calling you a stupid name, and once mm-hmm. in a while you want to say, huh, what? Mm-hmm. And you want to shut that guy down, and you want to make him look like the coward that he is, I'm all right with it. I Look, I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan. I think that he's got his – focus in exactly the wrong place i i let me make it very clear i agree with you but i also am not looking at russ like what are you doing dude come on man and i get it eventually occasionally you want to say you know what shut the up you 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 want to come at me i'm standing right here what do you have to say what, i get it i get if it I'm, if i'm russell westbrook you know how i well, I mean, listen, it is what it is at this point in the season. You're 11 games below 500. What I was going to say is you wish that Russ was using all that energy and that focus on the floor and <laughs> saying that, you know, this is how I'm going to shut a lot of people up is I'm going to make it happen on the on the, on the the court. But we've played 60-something games. He can't. And that he has not been the case. He knows he can't. So I, my, I can't shut you up by going out there and tearing you up. You're tearing your team up. So I'm, I, I've had it. I'm done being the butt of the joke. I'm done being the target of the joke. And I'm going to say something. I, I wouldn't want my kid to do it. I wouldn't want my players to do it if I were a coach. But, again, right, mark down the day and time, March 18th. I'm kind of okay that he called that guy. I, I, would, I wouldn't I would have been okay had he gone in and grabbed him or anything like that. Sure, that, sure. That's not going to happen. What, what I am saying is if you want to turn around and say, what would you say to me? And the guy immediately shuts it. Because let's say the guy comes back at him and says something like, I called you Westbrick. At sure. that point, he needs to turn around and say, yeah, all right, have, later, and walk away. Right? If the guy, oh, 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 you're my guy, Westbrook. What a punk. What well, an absolute punk. There, there's The last thing you want to see is some dude, kind of like what you're describing, right? couple beers deep saying, yeah, you heard me. I said Westbrook. What are you going to do about it? You know, you what, just don't want that. That's what, what I'm referring do? to. That's what I'm referring to of addressing these. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to no, be there for right. every one of these games. And there actually is going to be more of them because they know scenario, they're getting under Russell Westbrook's skin. At that scenario, you call over the red coat and go, him gone mm-hmm. <laughs> you win again like you don't have to lay hands you don't have to be you can win these things you think gonna, you could get kicked out you think you, you think they could kick somebody out for sure. saying russell sure. westbrook if he's confronting one of the players and making it and making an air quote unsafe environment or a hostile environment sure, sure. And, and turning up the temperature absolutely lebron's done it lebron's gotten guys tossed we never really knew the details of it, um, and I'm sure if there is – I'm just using this as an example. Let, let's use that video that we saw. Do you think somebody saying what he said, that you can get kicked out for that if you're sitting front row, couple rows out, and you're calling out the other guy? Hey, Russ, there's another brick right there. That's why they say Russell Westbrick. That if he went over there and said, what did you say to me? And that guy all of a sudden says, I called you Doubles Westbrook. Doubles down. What are, you, what are you gonna do about yeah. it? I think yeah. that guy goes. I, yeah. th- I think crypto. that guy com. probably gets yeah crypto.com arena. I think that guy definitely goes. We can take some phone calls on this coming up. Plus, I want to get into that Kershaw quote because I don't like it, Clayton. You're a Hall of Famer. You're on the best team in baseball. I don't like what he had to say. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Do you think that Henri knows that I'm coming in somewhere around 5.45, 6 o'clock and that he's going to know that that Hendricks Martini up with olives is going to be on the table by, say, 6? No question about that? it. No question about it. It's your guy. I think it's the best guy. part of his day. I think he's <laughs> waiting. When is Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Rogers going to come? That's right. He like Well, don't get me wrong. He likes Susan a lot more than he likes me, as most people do. But that's uh, that's just that's just the way that it goes. And Does he call you that, Travis now, or is it Mr. and Mrs. Rogers? Um, gosh, that's a great question. You know, you know what? Really, be kind of have your antenna up tonight of how that unfolds because I'm, yeah. I'm very curious too. I I think it's first names. I I do because I I can almost guarantee you. If he went with the other, I would say no, 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 no. Travis and Susan is fine. You know what I mean? I would. I don't think I'm a very informal guys. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a an aristocrat, right? I'm not. <laughs> not well, Henri. I would like to have the Hendricks Martini shaken and not stirred, with all of the pimentos lined up to the northeast. Take some calls that with guy. that voice. <laughs> ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection for my Mastiff and my Huskies and my Great Danes comes free with auto collision like coverage. With this, visit Progressive.com. Very Anchorman. What do you think? Very Anchorman. Will Ferrell in that. All right, we're talking about Russell Westbrook uh, kind of calling out one of the fans. What is it, Minnesota Slee? Is that where they were? Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota for one, and then last night against the Toronto, or they'll play Toronto later today, but they were in Toronto when addressing another fan. Fan was calling him Westbrook, kind of giving him, a, you know, nothing super toxic or anything like that. But Russ kind of stopped and said, what did you call me? Walked over to him, kind of gave him a little bit of a glare. And the guy, oh, Westbrook, Westbrook, I was calling you Westbrook. You're one of my guys. And the guy looked like a punk. And that's where we're kind of talking about it right now. Let's go to what Riverside. A shocker! The guy folded when yeah, right. When Russ uh, addressed them. By the way, I, unless we're talking like an MMA or a professional boxer, if we're going Russ versus blank, give me Russ. <laughs> yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> give, give, give me Russ. Riverside and Don. Don, you're all with Travis Lee. Yeah, I I agree with you. He looked like a punk because he backed out backed out of his statement. But these athletes are making. What forty million a year? He's making forty million. Okay, so because he, he has a lot of money, he gets to get abused for no reason. It's not abuse. It's Westbrook. He's he's missing shots in. He's he, saying so he he's Don. Hold on, I agree with you, Don. I'm not saying it's a big deal. I'm not saying it's racial or any. It's 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 not a big deal. It's not a Trump. But if he says to you to your face, "I don't want you to do that to me anymore," and you do it, and he walks over to you, you're gonna get what you're gonna get. Yeah, but all right. Trav- Chad, he's going to get. He's going to end up getting in trouble with the law. So, 
Let, let's play it out this way. Let, let's play it out this way. Don, appreciate you calling in. I'm with you. There is no price tag that says, no. hey, now it's okay. Now it's not okay. There is nothing. Um, there is nothing. I do think there is a part of this. What comes with the territory? What comes with the territory is, hey, you're playing really good and everybody's standing up and cheering for you. Here's what else comes with the territory. When you're not playing good, people are cheering against you. Listen, as long as it's not personal, as long as nobody's coming at, um, you know, as long as nobody's saying something to Russell Westbrook, that is personal, personal. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, right? Of course, we all do. Fans are going to do it. So what are you going to do when this guy, who you're right, backs down the moment that Russell uh, approaches him, and then a few rows down and a couple other guys, he does it as well. And then there's somebody at the baseline. He does it. You're going to go approach everybody? Al, we're talking about two different things. I, I agree with you that it's not a winning fight for him. I'm not arguing that it's the smarter thing to do. I'm not arguing that it won't increase it more. My point is this. You're talking about something different. My point is... I don't have a problem with him making a chump look like a chump. I don't have because if you, if we're at the gas station, then we are disagreeing. So, so we are disagreeing because I, I, what I'm telling you is, I disagree with you on that. You're not going to go spend. You're, you're going to end up spending the entire time not no, worried not. about the I mean, game. You're going to be addressing everybody. It's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you can't treat me a certain way just because I'm standing over here. I don't like that. And if you do it just because it's going to make more people do it, I have to just stand there and take it? No. I, I, it, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. you got a little teeny scared little man that thinks he's safe because he's on the other side of a painted line. He thinks he's safe because he bought a ticket to say whatever I want to say, even if it's relatively harmless like West Brick. And if West Brick doesn't like it and comes over and says, what did you say to me? And that guy looks like the little mousy little coward that he is. I'm okay with Westbrook shutting that down. I am. I'm not saying it won't do everything you're saying. I agree with you. It will. He'll get more of this moving forward. I'm not suggesting that he should do it every time. But if I had enough, he's had the worst year of his life probably. And he heard it when he's like, you know what? Not not now. I'm okay with it. Take another one of these calls. Orange County. John. John, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. What's going on? Love listening to the show. Thanks, um, thank you, man. Just with uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook, you know, I think it kind of comes down to it. You're a sports, you're a sports athlete. You know, you, you're going to take it. It's going to come to you. They're going to say things to you. Um, just play and shut them up. You know, that's the only thing you can do. I mean, that's that's how they're going to win. Just just have them play and, and shut them up. I mean, you know, back in the day when uh, Artest got into that malice in the palace, um, you know, that was a lot more heated than what Westbrook is getting. And uh, the only reason that happened was because someone threw something in the stands. You know, didn't say something. He just they threw something at him. So I think Westbrook's just gotta grow a little bit thicker skin. John, thank you for calling in. Can I tell you something, Trav? And, and this is kind of the this is the funny thing of the position that the Lakers are in. Remember the game against Minnesota? And we were talking about, damn, was Patrick Beverly really running his mouth the way he was? Yeah. The 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 way Carl Anthony Towns reacted when Russ shoots that three and airballs it. I mean, they were just giving it to the Lakers. There's a way to get back at the fans. There's a way to get back at, you know, in some of those rotaries. We've seen this from Russell Westbrook. This is not uncommon. Russ, is, in his career, remember he's an MVP. Remember he had a championship run with Kevin Durant. Remember he got to the finals with Harden and KD. There have been plenty of times that Russell Westbrook's looking up to the crowd in a road arena saying, well, why is it so quiet in here? 
it's quiet because we just whooped you or you know what. I think part of the frustration for Russ on top of what's happened this season, I don't know how much he thinks he can help right now. I don't know how much he thinks that he can take, well, let me use some of this fuel of other people running their mouth and let me turn it into this is better basketball. We're going to come out and win. We're going to do whatever whatever he wants to or whatever he can do on the court. That's probably got a lot to do with the frustration as well from Russ. What are the Lakers able to do with all these people who are running their mouths? So point. far, they haven't they haven't been able to do I, anything. And I think that I think that's at the crux of the issue, Al. I think you're spot on that. I can't respond the way that's the best way to respond, which is what you've been suggesting. Which Shut is, their you know what up. Go go play better yep. and just jam it down their throat by beating the you know what out of their team. Right. That that's the quickest way to get me or to get you to stop saying what I don't like. They know that that's not an option. We're having a terrible year. He's having a terrible year. The team is losing games. They're getting blown out. They're getting clowned by the other team. He's having, you know, professionally speaking, the worst year of his life. He made it very clear that I don't like this. And, again, I'm not saying that this is like calling somebody, offending somebody's faith or their race or anything. I understand. It's really small potatoes. I, I get it. But he said I don't. If you say it, I'm going to say something back to you, and I just I, I I'm okay with the humiliation that he's given back to that because you're trying to humiliate me, and I'm going to make you look like a coward. So now what are we going to do? But you I don't want to fight. I don't want to. I don't want anybody to throw yep. anything. It's not what I'm saying. Just because they're rich, just because they're famous, just because they're in the NBA, just because they're having this thing, doesn't mean that they don't get to have the basic human respect that comes along with saying, you know what? Don't call me that anymore. I don't think it's a big deal. I really don't. I think it brought, you know, by it's just my opinion, how I look at it, okay? When you bring attention to something, you're going to get more attention towards it. So that dude's video, when he's calling Russ Westbrick, and Russ, let's just say hypothetically, said nothing, ignored it, and was like, look at this clown back here that thinks he can run his mouth is what it is. I'm out here to go play basketball. That guy can go screw himself. You're right. I think the moment that you turn around and you start all of a sudden looking, what'd you say, this? You're right. You bring so much more attention to it. You're right. Probably now going to have a lot more people that will be uh, trying to get uh, under his skin. I agree at all, but I don't care that he did it anyway. That's Mm -hmm. my point. My point is I agree with literally everything you said, Al, but I don't I, I don't think that that means he can't do what he did. I'm 100% okay with it. I right, just let's do let's just do one more quick one here. Eric in Fountain Valley. Eric, appreciate you calling in. What's going on? Hey guys, I, I agree 100% with what you just said. I've been refereeing sports for for about 40 years. I've been doing high school basketball for about the last 20 years. If I get in an argument with the parent or whatever, I lose. I could be 100% right, but I lose. I realize they're yelling at the uniform, and what I also I find is there's an inverse relationship between the size of one's mouth and what they've accomplished athletically. Cause I've done games for the kids of Jackie Slater and Mark McGuire. They didn't say three gosh darn words. Scott Boris sat there and didn't say a word. You got to realize the second I acknowledge a fan and I've wanted to turn and tell them to do things themselves that were physically impossible. <laughs> the second, the second I acknowledge them, I lose. And, and Russell Westbrook, and I'm getting paid 25, but, 30 bucks for a youth Eric, league game or 78 for high school. Eric, I don't I, want you to I hang wanna, up. I, I, I want to interrupt you for a second, but don't hang up. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. But my point is, Eric, if you did turn around and say something to a fan about, hey, you know what? I don't want to hear another word out of you. or You're I'm saying coming, you don't blame them. I don't blame you. I'm yeah. okay with it. That's my point. I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying it wouldn't make it worse. But I'm saying, in Eric, in that situation – 
when you want to tell them to do something that's physically impossible, I'm Team Eric in that moment. I'm on your side. Well, but but here's the thing. Again, here's the thing. Unless they're saying F you or a racial epitaph, I let it go. Now, I have had real times where there's been hard, the seating has been hard to find and people are sitting in the baseline and they give me a lot of grief. And I basically said one more word. Sitting in the baseline is a privilege. One more word and you're sitting in, with everybody else in the stands. So And they've shut up. But in that instance, you just got to take it. It's part of the uniform. When you put it on, it's part of the uniform. Eric, how quick would you throw out Travis in a pickup league game, something along those lines? Because Trav, dude doesn't stop running his mouth, and he's 0 for 4 from the field, and he's talking like he's he's talking like he's Pat By the way, the only thing that's wrong about that is it would be 0 for 14. I'm not stopping at 4. Are you kidding me? I'll say this real quick. I'll say this real quick. I remember, we all remember Hoosiers. I did a game. Jimmy Chit was playing. It was a university high school in the gym. And what you're going to find out is the people who don't say anything, and when you miss a call, they look at you like you missed it. Your thought is, he might be right. And I remember, I remember it was 20 plus years ago. He didn't say a word. He thought I missed a call. He looked at me, and my back of my mind is like, oh, he might be right. And guess who got the call the next time? He did. Whereas opposed to somebody who yaps their mouth the whole time. Game fixing. Call the cops. Trav is running his mouth the whole time. He's not playing (laughs) the long game. He's not playing the long (laughs) game. That's right. Thanks for calling in, Eric. Eric. Appreciate it. All right. Factor Cap is coming up next. How exactly do you avoid talking to people? That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, guys. It's a sad day. Very sad day. Uh-oh. Uh, the fighting sister jeans of Loyola Chicago are out of the tournament. Come on. She's 102, guys. You got to win for her. Come Ugh. on. All she right. got to go to the final four a couple years ago. That's a pretty good run. Down the, down exactly. the drain. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brackets busted. I know we love that. Anyway, so speaking of sister, are teams, they the Peacocks or are they a different team? Uh, they are the uh, the Ramblers or the Huskies or whatever version of the basketball. <laughs> the Lions or the <laughs> Wildcats or something. One of those. All right. So uh, Wildcats is always a good guess, by the way. So speaking of which, <laughs> Tigers. Uh, we're in the middle of March Madness. You know, we have all these teams that we don't know what they are, who they are, where they're from, but mascots make a difference for you. In sports, mascots make a difference for you. Travis, factor cap. Uh, well, I hate to be this guy, but it, what do you mean by make a difference? So, like, you, you like would root for a team if they had a good oh, mascot. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if you have a, a kind of a cool outlier nickname, I like it. Kind of talking about what, what Al just said, half of the college teams in this country are the Wildcats or the Cowboys or the Tigers or whatever it is, just kind of benign, non-offensive stuff. I, I like it when it's a little creative, right? The Peacocks honestly, is a great name because you you know you're the only Peacocks around there. My alma mater 
is the only gauchos in Division One sports, right? And and I really like that. I if you're the Spartans or something like that, there are just there's a million of them. The Wildcats, yeah, I, I that that's fact. It does change it for me. Okay, so it's fact for me too. But let let's talk about mascots in general. Some add elements. Um, the Suns, Phoenix Suns, right? The gorilla, gorilla, right? Great. The Philly fanatic. Okay, that's those are they add something. Like Pretty. I feel, I, I feel like they. Um, they they add something to the game. They add something to the audience. They add something to the experience. You know what I don't need? Chuck the Condor. What the <laughs> hell is that? What the hell is that? There's certain. I mean, listen. If you're going to be out there and you're going to be a mascot, bring something to the table. You know, Kid- sh- show me some stuff that add to the experience. Show me that kids are walking around saying that's pretty damn cool. Whatever the hell that guy just did. Uh, so that's the only thing I'll say. I think they add, and then I think there's other times where I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Can I tell you something that bothers me about you? Yeah. I don't like, because we've had this mascot conversation kind of before. Yeah. I don't like that as a San Diegan, you always skip the chicken. Like, the chicken is the original you're, guy, God, and you always it, right. skip you're the right chicken. About it that. bothers me a great deal. You're right about that. Wasn't the chicken, <laughs> okay, I might be completely. <laughs> I might be completely wrong on this. I think it was like, um, I don't think it was owned by the Padres. It wasn't. It right? Was just, like, wasn't it like yeah. an outside source? Like, it's like a third party. <laughs> he's a freelance uh, mascot. He's a, he's a gig. Most a baller gig. thing I've ever heard. It's a, he was on the gig economy before there was a gig economy. He was way ahead of the curve. One day but he's on CNBC. Shit. The other day he's on. Uh, Sleep. Yeah. The chicken was not only part of the Padres. The chicken was part of the baseball bunch back in the 80s. Yeah, you're it right. was Tommy yeah. Lasorda and the chicken. Like, the chicken was way famous before any other mascots were. And I just I, – I, every time we talk about this and you skip the chicken, it bothers me. I freaking brought up Chuck the Condor before I brought up <laughs> the chicken. We need a station mascot ourselves, too. Let's I know get we the have... chicken. Yes. Let's get him back. <laughs> Read him out. Uh, I'm sure he's on Cameo. We can get him to do like a, a squawk on air for But us the chicken, yeah, he'd, have to, he'd do that thing where he pulls his beak to two different sides because the chicken doesn't talk. None of the mascots talk. We <laughs> remember, when we had, remember, remember when we had the Kings mascot on? Bailey. Remember when we had him on? He had a studio? grease board. We were asking him questions as if it was a, a real interview. He had a, uh, a, a grease board and a drum. That's how yeah. we would answer questions. Yeah. Rampage is pretty good, too. Uh, Rampage so. is good. Uh, I know we're all kind of sweating the gas prices recently. They're not; it's not anything anyone loves. But you wait until you're on E to go get gas, Alan Factor Cap. Guys, I don't know if this makes me a bad person. I don't know the rules. Why am I going before it's empty? Like why I, I'm going? Some people say, "Oh, when it's halfway, I, I get right back to the gas station." Why? Just wait until you get closer to the tank actually coming to an end. When that light comes on, that's my trigger. I have three more days. <laughs> I have 300 more miles. I don't. Whichever one comes first. Uh, I wait till the end. There are plenty of gas stations around. I'm not worried about running out of gas. I am worried about using going to the wrong gas station, and this one's a lot more expensive than the one a couple miles inland, um, or at least away from the freeway. But I'm waiting till the the tank okay. is low. Follow up. Have you ever run out of gas? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, that's years ago, probably 15 years ago. I'm exactly like Alan. I, I until the light comes on, I don't even look at it. Right? That that's what the doing that's here? that's the like, signal to go to the, the that's the hey dude gas station. Oh, okay, cool. I'll drive to the gas station. The I'll only put time air in my tires unless the car tells me to put air <laughs> right. in my tire. Exactly. So unless I'm making like a drive to Vegas or Phoenix or something, 
I'm not looking at it. I'm not thinking, okay, how far? Because there's a gas station every 60 feet in L.A. You don't need to go looking for one. The light comes on, you find it. And to answer the second question, uh, no, I have actually never run out of gas. So I uh, maybe Al's a little bit. He lets that light stay on a little longer than me. But uh, 300 I, miles or three days. <laughs> yeah, I, once the Never light comes, comes on, first. I go get gas. My dad has run out of gas many a times. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of ingrained in me as a family. We, we go immediately if that, if that light is on. Taylor, what about you? You can never have it. Uh, it's always got to be half full for me, honestly. Why? Um, I don't know. I've been in situations. I was out on drive from uh, Boise to Reno, and there were no gas stations. And that's I was, different. Yeah, that, that, like that. You could I didn't be know stuck that, in the though. middle of the mountains. I didn't. I didn't know that <laughs> there would be no gas stations. But I was thankful that that I did fill up in Boise. But you still do it even when you are in Long Beach or hey, in. You never know what when you're you going to get, get out of here, Slee. Between Torrance and Hawthorne with no YouTube, gas stations. Haven't you watched those YouTube videos? Come on. <laughs> Nuclear is coming for L.A. got to get out of town. This is what's going to happen. Slee's phone's going to ring because he likes Slee better than me. And it's going to be Taylor that says, uh, Slee, can you come and get me? I ran out of gas. I'm in uh, Palos Verdes, and there's just there's no gas stations in sight. There's no way I can get to you. Can you come pick me up? And my response is going to be, I'm actually waiting for AAA <laughs> to pick up my car because I ran out of gas. <laughs> That's great. Okay, uh, next. Uh, this happened to me yesterday. I went to the gym to go work out, and it was in the, it's a gym in the mall. And so I was coming out of the gym, and I was approached by someone. It's like, oh, do you care about X? And I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. And so then they had me, they wrote me in to sign like five different surveys. I'm like, oh, great. So if someone comes up to you with a clipboard asking if you care about this topic, you just avoid eye contact. Taylor Fettercap. 100% fact. Keep it moving. Just don't look at them. Okay, what if you look at them? And the eye contact's been made. You start feeling a little guilty. Like, how do they, when you have guilty. got roped in. Do you care in, about puppies? Uh, no, 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 no. When you have got roped in, how did you get roped in? What did they do? Well, they, they would have had to hold me back. <laughs> exactly. Wait, that's my guy. That's exactly the right question. I, I feel I'm I feel too bad, and I know they probably are asking a bunch of people to get ignored, so I, I get roped in. What about you, Travis? No. No. I mean, okay, but what's the strategy? Give me the, the strategy. The strategy is they, they, I see the guy coming at me with the clipboard. Yep. It's very clear. Look, I'm sorry. I'm uninterested in whatever you're about to say, and you just keep it moving. It's easy. They, you, they, get, it, they get it 25 times a minute. They're, they're used to it. They're not taking it personally. They know that nine out of ten people are going to walk right through them. It's fine. It's not, it's not rude. It's just I, I don't know. Here's the thing. If I care about what it is you're about to tell me, I'm already involved. If, if I'm not involved, I don't care. So let's just keep it. At, no, these, these things where they're, Emily, they're preying on your kindness. They are preying on your reluctance for confrontation. They are preying on your inability to say, you know what, I'm just trying to go buy some milk and some eggs. Leave me alone, man. They, they, they know that you're not going to say that. Just say, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this with you right now. And just keep walking. They, they won't have their feelings hurt. It's fine. I got to move. Emily, there's a uh, this this is how it works, okay? Because this is coming at a at the grocery stores. You know, walking into the grocery store, walking out. That is, I guess, has become prime real estate to make sure you got everybody on a Saturday or Sunday or whatever the case is. Over time, you whatever pace that you're walking before they come, you have to continue the same pace. Because if you start slowing down a little bit, now all of a sudden they see some opportunity right there. If you keep the same pace. They're in their mind saying, this guy ain't slowing down. 
He's continuing on the freeway like he was. And you give them acknowledgement. You say, hey, I appreciate it. Sorry, I'm not interested. Yeah, but you don't even know what it is. I know, guys. I'm sorry. I'm just not interested. You know what they do? They go to the next person yeah. walking out of the grocery store. Exactly. And then it's Emily, keep your and pace. she says yes. <laughs> yeah. Keep your pace the same. Have you ever had this pace. one out where yeah. the people have to tell you to leave? Because if you have Thin Mints and Samoas, they're going to say, sir, it's time for you to move along. It's, it's time for you to, to, to get back to your car and leave Troop 265 alone. They're out of cookies. Keep it, keep it moving. You guys have samples? <laughs> Susan I don't know what, the, I don't know what, the, I don't know what the Thin Mints taste like. She came home with a box of Thin Mints last night from the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Just destroyed. Okay, guys. I made some really bad choices last <laughs> night, by the way. Oh, no. uh, so speaking of bad choices, well, my dad is a, uh, not only a teacher, but he's also a bartender. So he makes – he's a great uh, drink prepare, preparer. So I sent you guys a picture mixologist? of – the uh, Yes, mixologist. Uh, of the Bloody Mary that he made uh, while he's on vacation, which I also wish I could partake in. But Bloody Marys are the king of breakfast drinks. Alan, fat your cap. Um, I'll go fact on that. I'm okay with a good Bloody Mary. I get a little confused sometimes. Uh, I, I kind of, the more simple it is, I think the better for me. But I'm okay with a Bloody, a Bloody Mary. specifically? I, yeah. Yeah, on a Bloody Mary, the more simple. But I, I have a feeling you guys are more, much more the day drinkers than I am. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what about what did we us ask, makes you think <laughs> day drinking? Yeah, yeah, what did we ask? Offended? We asked something recently where you guys, I think you said, do you prefer day drinking over yeah. later or whatever? And I was <laughs> like, no, no I'll take it later in the day. You're like, no, I'll take it at 945. Um, I really like a Bloody Mary. I like them a lot. It's it's. For me, it's number one, but if you want to throw in a little Bellini or a mimosa or something like that, I'm not going to knock it out of your hand. There, Like I said, there's no bad way to have a good time. And by the way, that, that uh, bloody that your dad made, Emily, that looks legit. That looks mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. He has some uh, seasoned shrimp on it, I'm sure from like last night's dinner. He had a huge piece <laughs> of bacon. Amazing stuff. Yeah, my these dad's a great cook. These weren't stored in your old bedroom floor, were they? Probably They were put not. in the refrigerator. Trap, you know what else? You know, it maybe this good. is. I think you could drink this at any time. But when I was in La Paz, get a nice margarita. Oh, sure. On the at beach. 9 a.m.? Especially. Well, not at 9, but like at, <laughs> can I do noon? Look, when they when they make the real ones too, when it's just the fresh lime and the agave and all oh. that, I mean, get yeah, those are those are really tough. The stuff that comes out of a bottle, those are pretty disgusting, quite frankly. I agree too. Yep. But those those fresh ones are those are very very hard to beat. All right, I've said this a few times. I'm actually, Al- gonna go get a margarita right now. <laughs> I can. I, is that one in your it's hand? Friday. I think I can see it in the picture <laughs> it right is there. Friday. Kershaw has thoughts on this year's Dodger team that no, we're not saying that. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Some inside baseball, guys. Uh, Travis just took the entire break, breaking down my dad's Bloody Mary. And it's a, it's a pretty fantastic Bloody Mary, got to say. Yeah, I, I am deeply impressed. It, I, it, it has all the things I want, like the, the shrimp, and I'm kind of like, in, I don't love them. I don't hate shrimp, but these look perfect. There's bacon slee. There's a nice little celery stock. People put the full top. burgers and uh, fried chicken in their Bloody Marys. <laughs> they do, and I don't need that. This is the perfect amount of garnish. And, and I can tell this is fresh mix. It's not something that he poured out of a bottle. This is tomato juice with his own blend of seasonings added to it. And it just I'm more of the tiki a, bar sounds you know they, better. And you know how they put the toothpick and then the burgers on top of the toothpick. I'm more personally a chicken pot pie. <laughs> I love chicken pot pie on my Bloody Mary. So chicken pot pie is one of those things that makes me feel like I'm five years old. They are so good. But every time they I eat good. one, I'm like, I just, I really, my mom should no. be g- cutting the, the crust off the top on this. I just, how do you not burn? Food. How do you not burn your entire mouth when you have one of those? <laughs> They're terrific. When was the last time and you had, can't I, wait? Years. I, I haven't had one in years. I, me neither. Trader Joe's years. Has and if you told me tomorrow, hey, there's a great place that has chicken pot pie and we should go, I would I'm be in. incredibly excited. I think part of it is is because it doesn't get cold here very often. That feels like a cold weather thing. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. think if it's 35, 40 degrees outside of a nice pot pie. Emily, send more pictures <laughs> of your dad's and cocktails. before we get off food, I got to say, I went to In-N-Out yesterday also after I worked out, which is also probably a bad idea. But In-N-Out after I worked out. Got, like, well, can I got to give you? You got to go with Demarco's line. You're playing for the tie. Exactly. I, I burned it <laughs> off. I'm gonna get it all back. But um, I got well done fries for the first time. And What'd you think? I okay. I liked it, but I feel like I liked it at the beginning at first. But then it got kind of. Uh, I think it needed more salt. I think that was. I think it was my fault why it wasn't as good. But I, I did like enjoy it. them. This I liked is, them better than the than the normal basically fries. King Richard for her. She didn't <laughs> like exactly. It. She didn't like it. Yeah, she. Knows that it gets nominated for awards. She knows a lot of people like it, but it wasn't her cup of tea. The thing it's great. with the In-N-Out fries is you have to eat them when they're screaming hot. because for, I, I think it's because they're actual fresh potatoes that don't have a bunch of junk in them. Yeah, they, no, that's, they, that's like exactly why. Right, yep, that's so exactly they why. don't stay as crispy mm-hmm. and as, as artificial as some of the other ones. But when you get them right out of the grease and they're – Pretty darn good. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Okay, so Clayton Kershaw is one of my all-time favorite Dodgers. His Mm -hmm. accomplishments speak for themselves. He's been a warrior for them despite having some very bumpy moments along the way. He just continued to keep firing. I'm a huge fan. He said something yesterday that I don't love, okay? With the addition of Freddie Freeman, they were asked about, you know, your expectations for the team and how excited are you to play on this team, and et cetera, et cetera. And his quote was, we have a position player lineup of all-stars, but it doesn't mean we're going to win. We have to work together and come together as a team. We can't just assume we have nine of the best players in the game running out there that we're going to win. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I, I think this oh, team. Oh, he's one hundred percent right. 
this team is so loaded. They, it, it, this is not a euphemism. They literally have an all-star at every position other than catcher. Yep. And Will Smith is probably one of the two or three best catchers in baseball. He just hasn't been in the league long enough to make an all-star team. They've, they've eliminated the variance. This isn't a, oh, yeah, anything can happen in a short series. Yeah, but you have nine all-stars. Hey, well, you know, anything can happen. you got four MVPs. This anything can happen. Some, I don't want to hear it. Go win the World Series. Go get it done. Use your nine all-stars. Use your four MVPs. Use your money. Use your resources. Use your intellect. This, we got to wait and see and come to, no, no, no. You have the best team by a mile. Go win. No problem with what Kershaw said. You know, you know what it reminds me of when Kershaw says something like that? Sounds like somebody who's been in the league for a long time understands that every time something looks unbelievable on paper, that there's still so much more work to do, understands the importance of chemistry, understands the importance of um, it might look one way, but let's see what it looks like in three months, four months, five months. Trav, there is no okay. excuse g- for g- the Dodgers. Let me just finish this. Let me finish this. <laughs> yeah. let, there is no excuse for the Dodgers not to be a squad that obviously is on an incredibly short list to go win it all. No. What do you want him to say? Why are we even going to play in the regular we sh- season? We should win the what? World Series. We have the best team. If we don't win the World Series, something weird has happened. We are loaded. He doesn't have to tell you and I that. He knows that, and he's probably saying that in the clubhouse, but I don't think – there's pablum. nothing he says that it's to pablum. me is a problem in that it's quote. It's pablum. It's wallpaper. It's meaningless. It is, it is the most empty thing. We have a position player lineup of yeah. all stars, but that doesn't mean we're going to win. Right. Okay. We have yes, to work on that and we will we'll be good at it. And he's talking about the chemistry and what, what everything else comes down to. Why is that an issue? That's no issue right there. Because you're setting yourself up for an opportunity to say, Well, baseball happens, you know, it's best out of seven and no 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 no. You can't have this team. You can't you cannot put this team together. That's for you and I to say. He doesn't have to say it. Al, he's giving himself an out. This is this is an opportunity. Of, you know, this this is the thing that I don't like. I don't like it when you are giving yourself an off ramp for why it didn't work before it's even started. Why? You have the best team. You you had the best team before you add Freddie Freeman. You add Freddie Freeman, your odds get even shorter. You have a guy that's the smartest guy in baseball running the show. You have a a roster full of players that every other team in the league would die to have. Why are we talking about how, hey, anything can happen? Why? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If they don't win a World Series, this we, let, let's do this actually coming up because I, I think this is a fair question to talk about this team and also make some comparisons to last team because last year's team, if you look at just from a roster perspective, you can make an argument which team was better. We could do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN.